Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Your host today, Heath, uh, we call me Hollywood Heath, heartbroken kid. We got no trash can Conrad with us, but we got Chuck, Chuck Wagon Davies. Chuck, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, fantastic. It's Monday. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Nations League this week. Let's go. Good, man. Like, uh, when I first heard Vegas, just for a brief moment, I was like, okay, what do we got going on in Vegas? And then I quickly realized we got a lot going on in Vegas. Hopefully, we got two big games going on in Vegas. So you're going to head out there. The crew's getting back together. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, about uh, what that trip is going to be. So we have the Nations League uh, semifinal Thursday. It's U.S. Mexico, obviously one of the biggest games uh, you ha- you can have as a U.S. national team player. And then uh, Panama versus Canada in the other semifinal, but morning footy will be there on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be rebranded as afternoon footy. And there'll still be a morning footy um, out of the studio here in Stanford, Connecticut, but it's, it's a big week. So Wednesday, Thursday is the matches Friday and then Sunday is the final. So uh, we're hoping for a U.S. Canada final. Um, And, and, you know, to be honest, Diego Coca hasn't been convincing with Mexico. And, and for this U S side, you have a BJ Callahan who is familiar with this group, but he's a, it's a new, a new title for him. A yeah, new he's, role. Under, he's, a, yeah, he's on undefeated as a head coach right now with the national team. You know what I mean? He is. I, I, I told him, <laughs> how does it sound to have nations league champion on your resume? Mm. <laughs> mm. So that's, that would be a, a, a mighty fine accomplishment as someone who's come in as a caretaker interim manager and and to get the job done. But again, I think what's the best part about this job for BJ is he's been with this group for a while. He's seen it from, from, you know, a, a third removed position, right. As an assistant Mm -hmm. coach, he's, he's watched this group. He's familiar with them. They know what, what he's about. And he's coming in being, we're not changing this drastically. The only thing that's going to change is uh, since maybe the past couple of months is the intensity Right, you go okay. from World Cup to break interim manager, all these unknowns. What is a known thing is you're competing for a trophy now. This is to go and win a trophy. So intensity, morale, it's it's all gonna come together. Everything's boosted. So now you're playing for something. 
that that's the only thing that really changes. And then how does he, how does he pick the team? What is the substitutions? I think those little things will change, but in terms of the style of play, I don't think we're going to see much of a change. Okay. Well, listen, if you haven't already, make sure you are commenting, liking, and subscribing. And uh, by the way, leave us uh, give us a follow, leave us a five-star review. Chuck deserves one. He's got his yellow jacket on today. And uh, that uh, that in itself deserves a, a five-star orange. What are you? Come on, man. I mean, it, uh, okay. To be fair, it does look between yellow and orange, at least from 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 my view. But it's orange. We'll call it it's orange. It's like orange um, sherbet. You know what I mean? Yeah, orange sherbet. There we go. I'll, <laughs> yeah. g- I'll give you that. Well, listen, okay. Charlie. Uh, before we get into this previews, we've got a little bit of video uh, to run of you uh, with a little bit of a uh, say uh, recruiting uh, elements to it uh, that came back from this uh, Champions League final that was obviously on Paramount Plus and CBS over the weekend, an unbelievable final, uh, as I'm sure everybody was watching. Jimmy was out there. Uh, we don't have Jimmy on the show today, but we're going to have to get his thoughts on what it was like to go to that game. But, Charlie, let's roll a little bit of video uh, on on your uh, attempts to perhaps uh, recruit a potential manager for this national team. The U.S. just going to look at this and and hire a big-name manager or a legend who wants to a be big a big-name coach. Name is right here. Hey. Hey, Kate, yes. you, you know how I feel about this. I want this group to have a manager who has had a winning experience, who has a winning culture to, to come into this locker room and say, hey, this is how I'm going to take you to the next level. And so when you're looking at managers available out there, a Thierry Henry obviously Ooh. is available. A, a Patrick Vieira is obviously available. And a Luis Enrique mm-hmm. is obviously available. I think a European manager... Who has who has experience like with names. American players and Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira? You both have experience with MLS with the American player. You know what is needed to take this group to the next level. This is not a club team. This is a national team. And and Thierry Henry had that experience with Belgium. He was he was there with the golden generation. So I hope that Matt Crocker is taking his time to to interview and have these conversations with candidates that have done it. That have that have potential that are going to take this group to to another level. Charlie's putting your name in the ring. Yeah, I, hey, I, I hey, knew my hey, name my before. Thing, uh, I surely know it now. <laughs> Chuck, now listen, man. Just I, I know you got some things to say. You you gave us a little bit of a rant before we even went live on the show. You got Thierry's name in 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 in, in throwing throwing his name in the hat for this one. But when I look at him like that, he's a name, right? He's a name. But as yes. a manager, has not proven a thing as a head coach. Mm-hmm. As an assistant, you know, has been an assistant. So, I mean, I, I, I want to give you the floor, I guess. Yeah, of to, course. Uh, you haven't pulled into to, to a number of names that I know you've come up. And mostly we've mostly been hearing about American names. But walk us through some of that thinking before we get into this preview with, with this U.S.-Mexico. I'm glad you asked, Heath. So, again... What I was trying to illustrate is that when we're talking about the U.S. men's national team head coaching job, the actual role of the head coach, I want to hear more names being floated around the job that are are linked to Europe, that are are linked to a, a history of winning, uh, a past of success, a, a, a culture that's going to be able to help this group understand what it takes to win at the international stage at the highest level and who can get the most out of these guys in terms of playing with intensity and, and making sure that the tactics are right and player selection, of course, but 
a name like Thierry Henry, a name like Luis Enrique and, and Patrick Vieira, those are 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 coaches and and men that I think command a great deal of respect. Thierry Henry, people will go, ah, oh, but look at that Monaco blip on his resume. It, it didn't go mm-hmm. well. Well, I think if you, you look at coaches, pe- people don't typically mention Ancelotti in, in Everton. It was going down south real quick. That that would have been a blip on his on his resume. There there are times where coaches get put in in tough situations. Maybe it comes down to to sporting directors not having a great relationship with sporting directors or ownership, or pl- not having the right players, or a players get injured. Whatever it may be, there c- could be cases or incidents where a coach doesn't get the best in that right situation. But given a proper situation and and, and an opportunity, because it all comes down to who's going to get a chance to go that maybe it's different. Thierry Henry really transformed Montreal before they, he came in, they were rubbish. He transformed them. They got into a playoff spot. And then on top of that, when he went to Belgium, he was, he was arguably tasked with helping the golden generation. Um, Every player on that team, I've never heard anyone talk bad about him as an assistant manager. And you, you only grow and get better and you understand what it means to be a successful coach. And I think over the years, and you see him as, as, a, as a pundit, as an analyst at CBS, I have a great deal of respect because he's, he's obsessed with the game. You have to be obsessed with the game to be, be a good manager. So that is why I would like to see his name being linked to the job. To have, to have, to have heard Matt Crocker or U.S. Soccer say, we're having a conversation with Thierry Henry at the very least, right? Same thing with Patrick Vieira. I have a great deal of respect of how he changed New York city FC because they were rubbish before he came in and changed the, the, the style of play. And it was attractive style of play. Then you, you go into a Luis Enrique. He's won trophies at Barcelona. This is a, a well-respected uh, manager and all three have played the game at the highest level. Assistant coaches, I'm sure will come in strong resume, strong background, but ultimately the reason why I'm saying these names is because I want to see a European or foreign manager, a foreign manager to come in and help these players build on what they've already built. And I don't see the names that have been linked. will take this group to the next level at the highest stage to win, to let's say get into a world cup semifinal, being able to play different styles, being able to change the tactics, not playing one way, or the highway. I, I, I want a manager to come in and say, okay, guys, we're playing Brazil. We're playing France. We're playing uh, the Germany. We're playing the Netherlands. Whoever it may be, we're going to change the style. We're, we're, we're not going to be just relying on athleticism. We, we have that. But let's control the ball. Like we did against England with Berhalter. But we just didn't have a nine. Okay. Now we have a nine. So how do, how do we advance this group? And, and I think from a tactical standpoint, we need a manager who who has those ideas, who understands creativity. And Greg did a fantastic job of getting the group to this stage. And I think in terms of American managers, he's I don't see another American manager better than him tactically. So if you want to advance this group to being better than the knockout rounds of the World Cup, when we're talking semifinal, then I want to see a, a manager brought in and we've taken this time to hire Matt Crocker and we've taken this much time to evaluate head coaches. 
So now bring in a head coach who's going to move me, who's going to move the American public. The, the supporters who are gonna and the players are gonna say, "Yikes! I know this guy has the ideas and the tactical uh, knowledge to push this group forward." And that's that's all I want for this group. They are they have so much talent, but I want them pushed in the right direction with a manager who who's done it or who's been okay. around it. And th- and that's my point. Well, let me ask you this. Well, let's stay on this subject then, and and we'll go to the preview after after our first break. Then if you're if you're talking about Luis Enrique, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, you know, there's some shouts for 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 obviously Matarazzo. There's some some shouts for for other managers that are out there available. I mean, where do you rank them, right? You can't put Luis Enrique in the same category as Thierry Henry. You can't put, I mean, it's it's I put a Steve Chirundolo in the same category as a Thierry Henry, except Steve Chirundolo's won it at the club level. Thierry Henry has it. Yes, he transformed uh, Montreal but he spent most of his time as an assistant or not managing over the last few years. Right. I think that would be a big, I'm not saying he's not capable, but we're saying, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of criticisms right now of for what he did. And then I look at Steve Trundle, they're like, yeah, I just got beat by a young manager from Leon. That's a blip on his resume. Right. But he also supporter shield. He also won MLS cup. He's also a young manager that behind that. And you go, well, he also lacks the experience that we all want. Right. And so I guess my question to you is one, how would you, not necessarily rank them because that's tough because each one of them is going to have strengths and weaknesses, but more than anything, do you feel like we're over over focusing on 2026 as if it's just the end goal for everything instead of it being, yes, we do want to reach a semi, but we still want, need to keep moving forward. We need somebody who's going to move this national team forward. Or are we why would you think these names wouldn't move it forward is, is my question. Why would you think that they the uh, any of these names would hinder this group? I don't think you're. I, 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 it's not that I'm saying hinder the group, but what I'm saying is, uh, Patrick Vieira. What have you done as a manager, other than be a manager at the highest level? And, and again, I like him as a manager. I've spent time with him. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he under, like you said in that in that video, he understands Major League Soccer. He's been. He understands the U.S. culture. He understands the U.S. player mentality. And, and has worked with special players before, and he himself was a special player. Now, below that, I would say there's a Thierry Henry that we know has some special sauce, but hasn't been a head coach long mm-hmm. enough, I think, to, to take that on. And then you take all that out, remove all these guys, and you go, who's been a national team manager? Okay, Yogi Lowe, Luis Enrique. These guys are highly qualified national team managers, right? And so I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to – I don't want to – Maybe they're a little uh, – uh, 100%. And and I I hear exactly what you're saying. Ayugi Lowe is 63 years old, right? And I think Matt Crocker is looking to towards getting a a younger manager who has this fire ambition. Not that Yugi Lowe doesn't have fire ambition, but I think in his Charlie, mind, our president is 96 years old, man. You know, you can be anything you want. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I I see a shout of Hugo Perez. I think that would be another phenomenal name to put into the hat for a potential role as head coach in this, in this group. He's dealt with them in the youth national team and he's done a fantastic job with El Salvador. So that, that should be a name that's also being considered and and talked about. I, I, I'm just saying in terms of American managers, I think Greg Berhalter is the best tactically. I've seen his work. I've played against him as a coach. I know how this group respects the hell out of him at the way he handled this group, this team to get them to where they are now. But you to, to go above that, to go beyond what Greg, Greg has done. You need to get a name that has 
has been in these circles, has has been a part of winning mm-hmm. cultures. I mean, Thierry Henry, maybe he hasn't won a World Cup, but he's been an assistant manager where the team gets to a, a, a semifinal, and he's also won the World Cup as a player. Mm-hmm. Th- those are two experiences you can't take away from and, and puts them in a different stratosphere than any of these other names. Same, same with Patrick Vieira. But w- what I'm saying is... <sighs> I, I would like to just see a, a manager that's going to inspire not only the players, but the supporters and someone who, who has the, the tactical sense of what is needed to win with this group, because it, it feels like they still have a, a ways to go to reach their potential. And, and yeah. so when you ask, why is that, why is people kind of feeling like putting their, all the eggs in their basket for the 2026 world cup? Because this is the most realistic sense of of getting to a semifinal that there's a, that there's ever been because the quality is that high and and there's only more youth coming in right that are pushing right. this group um to, to higher levels so i think balligan is really what uh ha, has pushed the expectations to to a new level right because now you have a striker who can open up space for everyone else who can score goals himself um, and yep. is good on the dribble, right? So yep. I think I think that's why I'm so bullish on looking at whether it's poaching a, a, a manager who's already in a fantastic situation at a club level that's maybe looking to to move out of it uh, versus maybe an up and coming manager who hasn't had the opportunity but given the given the chance maybe takes mm-hmm. this group to that level. Yeah, that's well said. And we're going to get more into that obviously as the summer develops through Nations League and Gold Cup. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got the U.S. and Mexico preview, so don't go anywhere. Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just... The best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viori is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found go chuck wagon welcome back everybody we're getting into the u.s mexico preview now obviously there's been some comments coming out i think we've seen uh balligan have some comments around like what a what a, what a a moment to have a breakout uh within the team we've seen comments from ricardo pepe on him being a great guy personally for me it's going to make me better i'm going to make him better it's a lot of competition in our spot but he's a good guy coming in for his debut and that's a positive there's a lot of momentum around this charlie you just said it before the break 
And by the way, you can catch this game on CBS Sports June 15th, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then obviously uh, that's going to be exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. But after that game, you know, we're going to be going live to do a recap on that. So make sure you tune in for that as well. Heath, but Charlie, I got, I got triggered. I'm, I'm yeah? not going to lie. I, oh, I no. See, this is why. Hey, listen, just so everybody knows, we came in late because I had a little technical uh, difficulties. I'm on my iPad right now, so I can't see comments for the record. So if you're yeah. triggered by a comment, good for you. I'm I, doing I, Lord's I, work staying out of yeah, this today. Hey, so. I'm, uh, Heath, right here from Tom. Charlie saying Berhalter is tactically good is the single worst take I've ever heard. Tom, I, I this could not infuriate me anymore because put some respect on this man's name, Greg Berhalter. I I'm the first person to, to give credit when credit's deserved, and and I'll and I'll I'll critique when it's it's needed. And in the World Cup, he didn't get player selections right. But in terms of tactics and getting the team to play, if you watch that England game over again, tell me he didn't get the tactics right. Because that was a tactic. He was tactically, he, he gave a, a masterclass to Gareth Chuck, Southgate. Chuck, we're going to have to, you're okay? going to have to save those so, thoughts on so, Tom. You're going so to have to save those thoughts on Tom. Please tell me he's not tactically good because Greg Berhalter is tactically good, but sometimes he overthinks it or he overdoes it. And then he make he, he uh, the player selection starting hit, Jesus Ferreira against the Netherlands was was bad. That was bad. And, and he knows it. You looking back at it, that's not a good decision. But don't tell me he's not tactically good because he's a good coach. He is done. Yeah. All right, Chuck. All right, fair enough. So let's look at let's look at this matchup between Diego Coca and, and BJ mm-hmm. Callahan. Who who is there? I mean, there's I don't want to say there's there's no pressure on BJ, but there is, right? He, nobody just goes into this game being like, oh, win or lose, like I'm just the temporary guy. But who do you think there's more pressure on, and, and who do you think has the edge just from a managerial sense going into this game? Diego Coca has all the pressure in the world on him. There's not a single ounce of pressure on BJ Callahan's shoulders. Nada. Nilch. He is the interim to the interim manager, and he's never been a head coach. At the at, at the MLS level, the national team level, so he's coming in saying we're we're trying to win a trophy. We, we've already done this. Now it's let's do it again. We're not defending anything. We're trying to win something. So getting that mentality right of going out to win a trophy, and you just added a key piece in Balogun. That's that that pumps everybody up. Everyone's motivated to win a trophy and it starts with beating your arch rival in Mexico. Fantastic. I love it to Diego Coca. Every performance has been shaky outside of the, the two zero win they had against, I think it was Guatemala. Other than that, you're looking at a two, two with Cameroon, uh, the, the nation's league games before that shaky as can be. Uh, I, I don't think the Mexican supporters, can look at Diego Coca and go, oh, he's the guy. I believe I believe in him to take us to the next level. And if you look at his track record, mm-hmm. he hasn't been with the club more than, what, two seasons? He won the Apertura with Atlas, which, which was massive, and I don't want to take any credit away from that. But this isn't a coach that you go, oh, look at all his success rate. Look at all the wins that he's had and trophies he had in his career. Not at all. And and. He's not get, right now getting the best or giving you the hope that he's going to get the best out of this group. So this is the right time to, to go against this Mexican side. And they don't have a player that strikes fear into you at all. They, they, they're not a team that 
makes you chase the ball for 90 minutes either. I played against the Mexican side where if you had possession, you were like, oh, thank God. And you're trying to keep it because you're dead tired from chasing the, the ball uh, the whole game. They don't, they're, they're not a team like that anymore. So they don't have an identity. They're, they're not that threatening. If, if there's ever a time to go out there and press the hell out of the Mexican side and, and push the tempo, it's now. And so, um, yeah, yeah the, the pressure's on the Mexican team. Uh, just a reminder for everybody, this is streaming live on Paramount+. Plus. The ultimate international soccer rivalry is renewed when U.S. takes on Mexico in the CONCACAF Nations League semifinals. The U.S. is two wins from defending their title, and it's once again Mexico standing in their way, this time in a, in a semifinal, which is less than ideal, but we'll take it. Looking for revenge, obviously, against the U.S. This is more than just a match. This is a battle for regional bragging rights, USA versus Mexico, this Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's 7 p.m. Pacific time, streaming live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Try it free at ParamountPlus.com slash live sports. You don't want to miss out on that. Chuck, let's get into uh, your, your starting 11, because I think that's a really, really uh, important factor of getting ready for this. There's a lot of mystery, right? A lot of moving pieces going into this one. Players, you know, our, our, our key players maybe not playing as much at the club level. We've got some injuries yeah. in the national team. We've got some players needing maybe minutes to move on. We've got the Gold Cup being uh, coming into balance this summer. So what do you want to see uh, in terms of a starting lineup in, in, in this match? Well, one, I want to shout out to everybody watching the show live in the YouTube section. I see all the comments. Respect. Um, I got my my one trigger out of the way, so I'm good now. And uh, <laughs> here we go. And 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 people are, are right because it was it was a fantastic job from from Greg Berhalter in the England game, and then equally as bad in in the Netherlands game, where he was out coached. The tactics weren't right, so. There is that give and take, right? So all love. Um, and, and then for this game against Mexico in the semifinal, there's the final's not guaranteed. So you play your best players in this one to win. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Turner's in goal. Left back for me is Anthony Robinson. Left center back, I'm going Chris Richards. Right center back, I'm going Miles Robinson. Right back, I'm going Dest. D mid, I'm going Musa. And Musa alone, I think he can handle that. Uh, and, and especially because of this Mexican side, it's, there's not a real threat, aerial threat in, in this team. So you should be, be able to possess the ball in, in this Mexico against this Mexico side. So I like Musa as a lone six. And then Weston and Gio Reyna playing as more of a Weston, more of an eight, but higher up the pitch. And then a 10 for, for Gio. We saw Weston how good he was in, in in the England game in the England game in particular, being able to float wide, uh, create some some overloads on the on in the wide area, but not losing possession, making good passes. Uh, simple when he's simple, he's very effective. It's when he tries to complicate things by taking too many touches, that's when things can can get rough. But uh, keep it simple, and Weston's good. And then uh, left. We're, we're sticking with Christian left up top Balogun and then the wide right. We need Timothy Weah because Weah, the way he runs those channels, we know he can play defense too. He'll track back. He's a hard worker, but you can't replace his pace. Getting behind, stretching the back line, more pace with Balogun and Christian means there's more room underneath. So Gio Reyna will have a little bit more room. I, I, I could not be more hyped about this starting eleven. Uh, and then you have a Ricardo Pepe who's hungry as hell. If if there's ever a need for a goal or for a link-up play to play with two strikers, Pepe and Balogun, or or you know just getting another striker on, you have Pepe waiting in the wings. 
Yeah, I fully agree. I actually don't disagree with that lineup at all. I think, again, I still believe that there could be a nod towards Ricardo Pepe in the comforts of, of a player who's who's been in these matches before. But I want to see, I'd like to see Balogun as a starting one. The worry so for me, you're flipping. Did I flip? No, you? no, no, no. I, I never said that I flipped. I want, I want Balogun. My positioning was always that, you know what it's like coming into a team or a national team, like especially in a game against Mexico. How many coaches are like, oh yeah, just out there because he's 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 good enough and and then try to uh, see if you can find yeah. the rhythm because how, nah. how often do you get a balligan coming to your team i mean you don't there's but a you, big difference it's not like you but you got him from here on out is, is the, my point and that the, the, integration into the squad and time spent and yeah. on the field together there's those types of things of just patterns of play that you know he can do it all better than ricardo pepe at this point but whether or not he's integrated into that group to know kind of how are we going to play what's the system what's it like to play for the national team they talked a lot about guys in the past with coaches within the national team saying, you know, they need time to understand the way in which we play, the way the expectations put upon us. Hey, spicy pineapple. We flipped yeah. them. We flipped yeah. them. No, I'm let's not. Let's flipped. go. We hey, flipped. Listen, I was, I was, I was always on this one, but I, what I will say though, Flat what Jack. I will say on this, my worry is when you look at the team that you just put out, right? Matt Turner, not playing Matt minutes. Um, 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 Richards, not playing minutes. Are, are, we, not wor- playing. are we worried about Turner though? No, no, but I'm just saying I'm painting a picture, right? Okay. Not playing minutes. Robinson minutes, uh, but he, he's had a little bit of uh, both Robinsons have, have been playing. You've got uh, Richards not playing minutes. You've got Dest not playing minutes. You've got Yusa playing sparingly. You've got McKinney playing minutes. You've got Gio Reyna not playing. You've got Christian Pulisic not playing. It's a whole lot of Kimo moves summer. Yeah, it's a lot of moves. And, like, again, I, I it shows you how quick the world right we go into our world cup come out of the world cup these guys were all young stars playing getting linked everywhere blah 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 blah. playing consistent minutes you come out of the backside we've got an entire like half of our roster going through the dip right and they're all around that same age playing at same club level and it's worrying to me but i think it's a big growth moment for these guys now to come back into the national team get some form get the move for this summer because it's less than ideal to have that many guys not uh what i think is 90 90 minute fit um, going into a game against Mexico, who can stretch you out? We saw in the yeah. Nations League last year they could pull you apart, and for long periods you got to defend and be disciplined. Um, that's a little bit worrying for me, but I don't disagree with that that lineup. It, it, you know, do you think that there's any not what you want, but what you might see? Do you think there's maybe a De La Torre that they're safe with in the midfield instead of Arena, who's a more attacking option, or or is there uh, a, a I, Brendan Aronson somewhere in there? No, I think that's the team. I, you're going with your best 11. That is the U.S.'s best 11. And I see Life of Bry, constant listener, saying right over Balogun. I'm not taking the bait on there. <laughs> you, mm. it, nope, not not going. No triggering for me. Uh, but, no, I, I, I look forward to, to, to seeing this team. And, and these tactics, I think the mm. team will be a little bit more progressive. Um, the, the only difference is – they're probably going to be playing with a lot more intensity and tempo against this Mexican side. Because like I said, it's a vulnerable L3. You go after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, not, and, it's not a bad shot. Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, and uh, I got, I'm on box to box. We're going to be talking about the U S men's national team. So I, I have to leave shortly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we'll get your we'll get your final thoughts jimmy just so you guys know is on like a world tour right now so he's going to be joining us um obviously over the next you know few weeks or so uh make pretty consistently but he's just getting settled in in europe after going uh to the champions league final 
Chuck, we've got a few things that I'll let you sort of give me your final thoughts on. Yeah. Obviously, Canada versus Panama, Phil Neville, Richard Shaw, join Herdman's staff. You know, if you want to talk about that one, um, uh, what your predictions are. So I'm going to need your predictions in your clothing, closing thoughts of, of those things. Chicharito torn ACL. Um, lots of other things. Obviously, Uruguay end up winning uh, the U20 World Cup, which is uh, always nice when you're the team that loses to them along the way, going like, yeah, but they won. You know, we're a step away from from that. So give me your final thoughts, even if it's just your predictions or anything that comes to mind. And we'll wrap this thing up and apologize for everyone. It's a little bit of a shorter show. I had some technical difficulties and whatnot. Chuck's got to go on box to box. So mm-hmm. give it to me. I, I'm going to go Dosa Zero, U.S. over Mexico in the semifinal. Uh, and I, I saw someone say, Miles Robinson, really? Well, well CCV is is out injured. There, there are mm-hmm. some players who are, aren't here. So with that being the case, then... My, you you want center backs who who have pace, who can cover, who uh, have have experience, and so for me that's why it's Richards and Miles Robinson. They're not going to panic on the ball. Those those are the two center backs I would go with. And then um, yeah, I, I I think we just have a a super ready team. This team is is hungry and ready. So um, it's it's not a it's not a question that this team isn't ready to, to go out there and perform. Okay. So we got the dosis arrow there. And then obviously for Canada against Panama, who you got going through to the final on that one, a uh, Canada, yeah. uh, Panama, Panama is difficult. Uh, you know, they, they beat Canada on the last day of World Cup qualifying in March uh, of 2022. Obviously it, it wasn't that it was a, a, a game that decided anything, but in terms of, of Panama, just showing that they can get at you uh, in the counterattack, which is where they're really dangerous. And Michael Murillo has been one of their their better players. Uh, Eric Davis on the, the left back spot, getting down the channels, whipping in balls. They're they're always tough to deal with, but I think Canada have just have too many weapons, and, and so Canada U.S. final sounds good to reclaim the U.S. to win this to reclaim Concacaf sounds good. I like that. That's totally fair. Well, listen, Chuck, I'll let you sprint away right now while I close this thing out. But just for some news around uh around the league for everybody love y'all references chicharito tears his acl um messi's not the league's only argentine argentine uh we had crazy golosos this weekend if you didn't see zelarayon hit a bomb from behind the half line um obviously uh in in stoppage time to get the to get that winner uh obviously we know that uh gagos lanina if he was still there would not have let that one in lucho costa had his against uh vancouver franco escobar um, versus L- LAFC. LAFC took an absolute beating against Houston. We know what that's like when you go into those types of moments uh, after putting all that time and effort. We saw that with Seattle last year after they won uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, just unable to get that engine going again, ended up missing the playoffs for the first time in their history. But some incredible goals uh, for, for in, in Major League Soccer this weekend. So make sure you go and check those out all over the socials if you haven't seen them already. But that is it for us, everyone. Of course, I appreciate all of you guys taking time out of your day. Apologies again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one on the chin for being a little late this time. I had some technical uh, difficulties, but I'll make sure those are cleaned up because we will be back with you again Thursday right after the U.S.-Mexico match. Obviously, we want to see the U.S. win this one and go into a final, but we'll be with you right after that match to do our usual U.S. men's national team recaps and uh reviews which is one of my favorite ones and you guys come in 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 masses and we all argue and have a good time hopefully it's uh, around positive news but if it's not we will go after it the way that we do normally but if you haven't already take a minute to leave us a rating and a review 
on your uh, favorite podcast platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And we're also available as videos. So make sure that you hit that notification button on YouTube and make sure you're commenting, liking, and subscribing to everything so you can make sure that you get all the content. We hit that algorithm and grow this big old community as we head towards 2026. But we appreciate all of you. And until next time, see you later. CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. About to set it up. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.